0: it's a mental health chat monday season two this is a series where we sit down with a brand new guest every week to discuss their journey with mental illness and mental wellness because here on mental health chat monday our motto is turning mental illness into mental wellness i have i don't think i've said that at all this season (laughs) i don't think i've said it at all i always go right into I am your host, Dieter Bionic. Thank you so very much for joining me today. But I'm not why we're here. We are here to discuss someone very, very special and important to me. The person I share my very spooky home with, and my life with, and my heart with. My partner, Ronnie, is here today. Hello. Hello,
1: hello, hello. I think you do say that every time, though.
0: Do I? I've said it in the beginning of the past. Oh, Either way, how are you today, my love?
1: I am doing good today. Um, what did I do? Laundry. I hate doing laundry. Yeah. But I did that today and vacuumed and we all know I'm a homemaker. So I was making the home.
0: <laughs> yes, he is all a day homemaker. Long, just making the home. Just making the home. Not Scrub- any of the food or anything like None that. None of though. the food. Uh-uh. Scrubbing the floors.
1: Scrubbing the floor, Like literally.
0: With. A Clorox wipe, hands and knees, scrubbing the floors.
1: It's the best way. I mean, it's like probably horrible for the floor. It's got to be. But I don't care, because it gets it clean. And that's what I really like. I really hate that this is happening while I'm being filmed. Do you see it?
0: Uh-huh. I saw it as you were playing. Oh,
1: finally, because normally they're stuck there for five years and I can't.
0: It was it. like a actual hair, like a head hair.
1: Well, that happens, too. They just... I'm old. They fall out. (laughs) And they just start tumbling down.
0: (laughs) I'm not old enough. (laughs) I fell out.
1: Yeah. They tumble down.
0: Okay. So, I like to start these episodes off kind of pretty much the same way every time. It's been a while since I've had a guest in the home. I've been doing... Most of this season has been virtual. So, I'm, like, getting myself... Even though we live together. I know. Like, I'm being more awkward
1: now than I was two minutes ago (laughs) when we were all (laughs) alone. But only because that's on, and I know it is. Was there, uh huh? And I'm like, oh, oh mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. don't do anything. Silly. But then I'm also like, are people going to think I'm awkward with you? And then I'm like, oh God, I be normal, be normal, so people don't think you're, like, really you've been <laughs> together five years, and he's scared to talk to you. No, no, I'm scared of you.
0: Yeah, he don't like being on the camera, but he volunteered. actually, I mean, I do. You do, but not like this. It's, yeah, you like not being like on the this. camera as a performer.
1: Only as someone other than me. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be me all the time. Whoa. Well, oh, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> that's How's 2023 enough. treating you He's so far? <laughs> so far, 2023 is actually treating me pretty good now. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing that makes it weird. It's like you already know all the stuff I would say yeah. right now what I'm about to say, but that's fine. I'm still going to say it. Um, I was having a really rough... Last, like, seven-ish months because of oral pain, oral issues, teeth issues, oral issues. I don't have no oral issues. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, tooth stuff, mental health stuff, da 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 As you know, had to have oral surgery. Getting any kind of, like, help is horrible so it took a long time but here we are I have had the oral surgeries I have had the fillings I have had but don't try to check my teeth now because yes I still have fangs that's just how my teeth are um and then got a doctor and have been on the mental health meds that I have been wanting to be on or know that I have needed for what is it like five weeks now it's been like five weeks yeah for five weeks now and i am starting to notice a difference so that part i love but day to day i also like that's been the other struggle with mental health stuff is like i do have a good life Mm -hmm. so there was also always this like little bit of like guilt or Something about being sad because I was like, but this is like my best life. If childhood me knew that this is how 40 year old me would be living, I would have been so happy. Why am I not happy? And then all that just like perpetuates all the other crap. Mm -hmm. So long story, super long. (laughs) Things are going pretty good now.
0: (laughs) So let's talk diagnoses. Obviously, I know, like your diagnoses, but let's let's talk a little bit about it and how that affected you.
1: Okay. Sorry, I saw something. And as a heard? homemaker, I was concerned, but it's fine. It's just a like. It's just a part of the carpet. Discolored part of the rug. Mm-hmm. Okay. What do you want to ask me? Ask me. My eyes being weird, Stone.
0: You. We're talking about diagnoses. Oh
1: yeah yeah yeah. Um, ADD, <laughs> uh, bipolar. And, you know, those are the only ones I know so far. We shall see. Cause it's just a grab bag in here, a grab bag. Uh, I come from a long line of lots of health and mental health issues and, Diagnoses in the family, and uh, I have been hospitalized once. No, twice. I forgot. I was doing this like study thing back in the day. Um, but once since we've been together. Mm-hmm. And that's all. That's the whole answer for diagnosis. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to tell any other parts. Just answer <laughs> the question. But well, you answer. can. You no, can. I know. I just didn't want to get too long-winded because I'd rather you steer me in whatever direction you want to talk about stuff. Because you know so much mm-hmm. that it's going to be hard for me to like just go. And yeah. elaborate you'll have to be like elaborate because <laughs> I was like well you know that not thinking about the lovely audience which should be bigger because there should be more subscribers like subscribe share uh, turn on that notification bell because I, I watch a YouTube, YouTube watcher and I love YouTube and just follow just subscribe it's to free. people it helps them And give a like So they It's Come on You're already watching it Just come on (laughs) Also I'm crazy So I can find out Who you are Just looking And not ever doing (laughs) Uh, You better get it together
0: Y'all already heard him Say he diagnosed bipolar (laughs) You know He looks scary
1: And as a fighter Christina Aguilera Diagnosed me as that (laughs) (laughs) The, Let's talk
0: a little bit about how d- those diagnoses have affected your life. Because I know you didn't get those diagnoses until much, we were together, yeah. right? Like,
1: Well, no, it, it, it was kind of before. Like I said, I was... Before we were together, I dipped my toes in the waters of trying to deal with my mental health. And I did this, like... Um depression study before we were together I was on and off different kinds of meds but it was like a kind of thing where just my oh what's that called like general practitioner Mm -hmm. right yeah just my like general practitioner through the like turmoil of my dramatic life was like essentially well you're bipolar like Mm -hmm. She was not, like, the therapist or whatever, but she knew enough and knows enough that she knew, and she was trying to help me with meds, and she had, like, you know, put me in these studies and stuff that I would do to try to, like, get stuff together and try to get it figured out. And it's just so difficult. And my entire life, I've struggled with mental health to a degree because I'm naturally very, like, happy and performancey and, like, I want to make mm-hmm. everybody laugh and put on a little show and make sure you're entertained, and if you don't think I'm funny, I'm gonna hate you and be mm-hmm. pissed off. <coughs> and we gotta figure that out. Oh, wait, can I say that on YouTube? What? Yeah, you can say that. Mm-hmm. I know. I think you can say that in songs even now. Back in my day, <laughs> there were lots of things you couldn't say. Anyway, um... So I kind of was like working on it, doing meds, on and off meds, switching meds, trying to figure out right ones. But I also just wasn't in a place where I could actively deal with it. Like in a real way. I was too... It's. it's I would say it's ironic, but Alanis taught me what irony is, so I might be <laughs> saying it wrong. But to me, it was just like kind of ironic that My mental health was exacerbated by the fact that I was overwhelmed by my mental health. But I've always been like a writer and a a talker and a Mm oversharer. So to a degree, I felt like, well, everybody already knows who I am and how I am. And it'll just get figured out or it won't. Like, this is just how I am. Why does it have to be? you're bipolar or you're this or you're like no matter what i'm still me and for me at the end of the day the biggest issue i've always had with mental health stuff is why should i feel why should we people that you know deal with these types of things be made to feel like the ones that need to change Mm. Ooh. you know Mm. like The world is the world. No, it doesn't bend for anybody. And you got to be tough and you got to da 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 But also, we're all here for each other Mm -hmm. and have to help each other. So, why can you figure out a way to coexist with people that are different from you, look different than you, uh, different cultures, different ages, different heights, all the things you can... But we won't let people be themselves when it... Co- and don't get me wrong. Like, I need meds at times, too. Mm-hmm. There is a time and place for all the things. But the reason I need the meds is because I don't fit in into the society that has been created by other people. Mm-hmm. I didn't ask for the systems to be and go the way they are. Because if I didn't have to work five days a week and if I didn't have to... do like. I wouldn't have to deal with other people in a way that challenges me and my mental health. Mm-hmm. So I'm such a little spitfire <laughs> that at the end of the day, I'm like, you shouldn't make me feel like I can't be me. So you're going to get whatever version of me you're going to get, just like all of us do. And I just didn't like having to feel, like, bad about who I am. It just made it all worse. And no matter what people say, it's always, like, almost taboo, Mm -hmm. even. So, yeah, everyone's like, call a friend. Here's the number for the suicide hotline, and here's this. But they don't, like reach out to the people that they love and know struggle with mental health or do the... It, it just all shouldn't be on the person who's already struggling mm-hmm. according to the society that's been created. So, to a degree, I've just always been angry about it because it's not a problem for me. I know how to be me and how to exist and how to... But to be able to acclimate to society there are certain parts of myself that I need medicine for because people can't handle it and while sometimes I can't handle it and I need the medicine for me (laughs) when the other people are like but we can't handle it and we need the medicine for us I'm like screw you I'll decide that (laughs) you know so it's a journey (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's it's been quite a journey. Yes. And I guess for me, I don't want to guilt or shame myself anymore about my own mental health. So for me, like the I know what the stigma is and the stigma that's there and all that, but I'm such a fan of oversharing my feelings and Mm -hmm. over-explaining and getting to the truth as quick as we can, even if it's a little ugly and we don't like it. Because for me, that helps me exist in this world to investigate things, to explain them and understand them, even my own self. And the more that I feel like we stop judging our own selves, the easier it is for other people, because then you're not judging them as harsh. You know, like the the more you give other people grace, the more grace you have for you. So if you can just give yourself more grace, you can be kinder to other people, because I feel like if it happens in reverse, it's not the same.
0: Yeah, well, it's so much easier to give other people grace than it is to give yes. yourself grace.
1: Because when you really do, like when you really do, like mm-hmm. actually do, and you are living your own best life and your truth for you, it inspires and fills everyone around you with such a like light and yeah. joy. And I've known that my whole life because that's been who I am my whole life. So sometimes I need, like, a a lifesaver, a, a, a flashlight in the dark. I need other people to show up for me when I can't. So for that to happen, I have to, like, also show up for me more. It's this weird thing that I've obviously... We'll never really have figured out because that's life. and mm-hmm. But trying to figure it out is fun because it, it, there really is a lot to be said for the more love you can give yourself, the more kindness, the more you say those good, positive affirmations and the right things to yourself instead of the negative, crappy voice. Like, it, it really makes... This like vibration, and mm-hmm. then all the people around you feel that and want that for themselves. It's not like a, you know, it's it's not a. Oh, look at me! It's not no, like it's, that.
0: There's a difference between trusting, trusting, and believing in yourself mm-hmm. implicitly. Even if you know you're fucking something up, it's like you know what? I might be fucking up right now, but at least i'm doing something yeah at least i'm trying something at least something is happening and there's a really beautiful energy and magic in just believing in yourself even when you in the past wouldn't have or even if people around you don't believe in you because it then does inspire them to believe in themselves yeah and and make something for themselves yeah and get the help for themselves like that's the That's the point of this and this podcast and my whole life and existence and my art and everything I do is like, I just want people to see that you can do it even when it's hard to do it. And that's when you have to do it the most It's when it's the hardest, when it is the absolute hardest and you think everything is going to fall apart and you don't know where you're going to go and you can't see which way is up, which way is down, left, right. Those are the times when you have to do it the hardest and make it. Like it's your last chance.
1: Yes. But those are also the times where sometimes you really can't do it Mm -hmm. and you shouldn't feel shame. Yes. But that is what happens because inevitably so much of like mental health, depression, anxiety, all that, so much of it comes back to... Essentially telling people to breathe and to rise above. Mm -hmm. But I think the wording is wrong. Yeah. It's not about rising above. It is about remembering that you are existing Mm -hmm. through it. Like, oh my God, like this is, you know, when that shit hits the fan and you're just like, oh my God. The Last thing you want to hear is somebody be like, just be strong, be strong. Oh man. my god, I guess. And I know that. that's not what you meant, I'm just saying, like, no,
0: but that, like, it's, uh, it's an important point to bring up because a lot of people feel like they're doing the right thing,
1: yes, and no, they're, they're saying do, and the they're, right
0: thing, and
1: they're trying to help. They and the really intention
0: are. is so beautiful, and I appreciate the intention. But, baby, if I'm in the, on the floor crying because I just spilled the last of the coffee and I don't know what to do with my life and I'm spiraling. The last thing you can tell me to do is be strong. I'm crying over coffee on the yeah. floor. <laughs> I, I
1: well,
0: can't be strong just, right now.
1: Just, just don't pick those words. Mm-hmm. Just remind someone not to be strong when you when when you have the urge to tell someone to be strong. Say you are existing mm-hmm. through this. Yeah. You are, but fuck. When people are like, "You got it," you're like, "Oh my god." Don't I can't. I'm not. I am crying over spilled I'm coffee. Crying the over floor. spilled coffee on the floor.
0: You can't tell me that. You can't. It
1: just it doesn't seem like you're actually being there for someone who is trying to have you be there for them. <laughs> like mm. and of course, no, it's not ever on other people to you know uh worry about your mental health, fixate on it. It's your job, Mm -hmm. but other people are part of what mental health even is. And we need connection Mm -hmm. and we need to, but that's the whole point. Communicate. We have to communicate. And if you are trying to be there for someone If you say something that is wrong for them in that moment or hurts them in that moment, do not be defensive if they say, I really don't need to hear that right now. Mm -hmm. They are saying those words aren't helping me. They're not saying, I don't need you. Yep. They're saying, pick different words, not get defensive that I'm being honest about what I need right now.
0: Yeah, because then it turns into the person that you're trying to help is now trying to make you feel better about it.
1: Like, this is all part of what makes it difficult to be bipolar. Because you know all these things. But to hear this wording and have this, like, stigma and whatnot put on you of, like, well, no matter what, you're not really in control of what you feel. Like, sometimes I just need your help. That doesn't mean I don't, (laughs) like, clearly I know what I feel. Look how dramatic I'm being. (laughs) Uh, uh, I'm trying to feel everything. So it just, I, it, a big thing for me is I just think while being an ally and being a support to people, because you could be bipolar too and try to be supportive, think about language and think about, does someone even want to your advice or for you to say be strong in that moment and if anything tell someone how strong they are Mm -hmm. instead of telling them to be stronger like i'm already struggling and now you're telling me i gotta do even more struggling and more strength finding and building i'm gonna Crawl up on the floor and cry over this coffee again because
0: <laughs> listen, I already went on the adventure to find this strength that I, I found.
1: Simply don't have any, like, I'm absolutely empty tank. Mm-hmm. I'm on fumes. Do not tell me. So, I all those things are important because as someone who has struggled with bipolar for my 40 years and not really getting a you know good. Not a good diagnosis, a diagnosis and an active, like, kind of treatment plan. And mm-hmm. I still need to find a therapist and all that. But it, my entire existence has been where if I communicate what I want and need, and it's not what someone thinks I want or need, I am made to feel like the bad guy. And then if I try to stand up for myself, it's, well, you're mentally ill and dramatic and whatever. And we already know all this about you. So who should really be trusted? And it's like the person that's feeling it and talking to you, mm-hmm. no matter what side of me you've seen, which is a true side of me, you saw it, but so is this side. And it it's really frustrating that more often than not, the people that are trying to help Make it worse for the person already struggling. Mm -hmm. And that is because of language. That is because of stigma. And that is sometimes simply from kindness. But do not be defensive if your brand of what you think kindness is in that moment is not what the person wants or needs. Because I'm sick of feeling guilty for telling people, (laughs) well, that's not what I said I wanted. I don't want... Like, that's not... And then it's oh my god, you're ungrateful and you're. I'm like okay, so I'm not strong, and you don't love me, and you don't want me to cheer up. What's the truth? What's happening? <laughs> like I'm the worst, most horrible person now because you didn't like what I said because I asked for what I needed. Hmm. Interesting. I wonder why I don't want to be here anymore because <laughs> this is horrible.
0: Moving forward just a little bit, mm-hmm. so we talked about diagnoses and about like. All of that. Mm -hmm. How have... uh, How has getting kind of a more firm diagnosis affected the way you go about the world? Do you feel like you've noticed a difference or you feel like anything
1: has changed? To be quite honest, the... I haven't had enough therapy or counseling or extensive enough or the proper and or appropriate therapy. Let me preface by saying that. (laughs) But all that to say, I believe at this point, the medicine that I have taken and been on, the stuff I'm on now seems to be the most, like, straightforward, oh, okay, I'm noticing a difference in a positive way right when I need it. Mm Not that that necessarily means it's any better than any other stuff. The medicine really feels like a temporary way to fake it till you make it, to put my brain in a place where I can gather my troops and do the things that I couldn't get done while I was, like just caught in a whirlpool mm-hmm. caught in a whirlpool. And I'm like, how do I do that? And I want to do that. And I got, Oh no, oh my God. And I also have all these things. And I'm so depressed. Oh God, how am I going to do medicine? But really, I think my own investigating of myself, mm-hmm. the, Music, like really, like things like Alanis Morissette, genuinely and truly, like her lyrics, reading a lot of stuff about Buddhism. Uh, it, it, it's me being older, it's me understanding me a little better. The better I understand me, the easier it is for me to navigate life as a bipolar ADD, whatever other thing, like I'm also sure I'm on the spectrum and you know, like mm-hmm. there's, there are so many things that also, I don't know that a diagnosis is necessarily the thing that matters or changes everything for everyone. Cause mm-hmm. all that stuff is just words too you know like it's not someone isn't ever just bipolar or um <laughs> anemic or any of the th- you know mm-hmm. any no one is ever just one part of what makes them them so i think with time and hopefully the right people and things in your life you can take a little ownership in your own self, being the thing that has helped you navigate. It's a lot of me fucking up. It's a lot of me (laughs) uh, crying. It's a lot of me laughing. It's a lot of me saying I'm sorry. It's a lot of me making other people cry, making other people happy. It's, I've had to fall down, want to stay down, get back up, throw my own self back down. Like, it takes a lot of just letting yourself look at what you're feeling, how you're feeling, why you're feeling it, and just try to understand your own self enough to not burden other people with your existence (laughs) if you can. (laughs) But also... Whatever. If you need... Me to help you eat? I'll help you eat, too. That's not a burden. I just wish... I just wish it was more normalized for people to simply exist, no matter a, a diagnosis. Not... Medicine isn't fixing. Mm-hmm. Medicine isn't change Like, therapy changes. Living changes it. it. It's... So I also understand why there are so many people who are anti-medication yeah. too. Uh, I I mean, I loved pills. So when I was younger, I well, I loved pain pills. And because I loved pain pills and the way they made me feel and that I knew and felt and saw a difference in how I felt I am more prone to be like, well, the medicine. Mm -hmm. Because the medicine can change my mood for me to do or pretend I want to do or get through whatever thing it is. So I can figure out why I'm feeling it, what it is, all that, and like move on. And then I stop taking the medicine and then there are probably people who are like well if you didn't stop taking the medicine maybe it wouldn't keep but things aren't ever going to stop being great and being shitty mm-hmm. things aren't ever going to not be like that lean on whatever you need to lean on that will help you through if it's not hurting you more than it's helping you hmm And really, medicine could be hurting us way more than it's helping us. For all we know, that's possible. So, but I'm still going to take that chance because I'm not trying to be 200. (laughs) I'm good. I don't need all that. No, thank you. I mean, I will live on forever because Celine Dion told me. Mm -hmm. But I don't want this body to be here. Like we all age. Mm -hmm. I don't want. I don't mind aging. I don't mind being old. I don't, what happens after aging and old? You either just stay old or you die. And I don't want to stay any one way forever, Mm -hmm. young or old. But that was never part of any question. So I don't know. Edit that out out or something because now I'm just talking shit.
0: Well, as a not medicated person, Mm -hmm. Who was offered medicine when I wasn't looking mm-hmm. for medicine. And didn't ask. And didn't ask.
1: I had to ask a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's... it's The whole medicine thing is funny because I, I know a lot of people... There's been many people on the podcast who are like, medicine helped me a lot. And there's been a few who have been like,
1: medicine actually really fucked me up. <laughs> and there have been medicines that have done that mm-hmm. to me. Like Wellbutrin made me want to just end it right then and there like but anyway that's not what you're talking about they, they just for, try to force medicine on you or they were like pushing it it wasn't even
0: necessarily that my doctor was trying to force it or pushing it she was just like alright you pass the test you have depression here's the medicine and I was like that's not really what I came in here for because like, like I even said to her like sometimes it feels manageable like sometimes I feel like I'm good and this is back when I was in like the extreme throats my mm-hmm. depression was really really bad and I just it just is it's and I believe I've said this in an episode before it's funny to me that medicine is always the first thing that people go to as far as yeah medical professionals they su- they suggest therapy but they're like you're probably gonna have to be on some medicine and I think therapy is a very powerful tool I think I think yeah. therapy is helps people more than medicine does sometimes just like you said yeah but and i wish that we would explore that avenue first before we just immediately Mm -hmm. try to give somebody medicine who's literally not asking for medicine who's like if you want it yes here i got it for you like we can make this happen but if you come in here and you're like hey i'm hella sad all the time i don't know what i I don't know what's going on i have these swings i have manic sometimes i'm i'm super low i'm super high i have all these things i'm just trying to figure it out
1: I'm still over here trying to be like, so she didn't even talk to you about medicines and what kinds would maybe help and da da, da. She was just like, here is the medicine to take. Mm-hmm. Like, to well, me, that's a red flag for a doctor. It Anytime. was...
0: Well, I had been seeing her for all of my adult life at that point, which is like from 18 to 22 okay. at that point. And...
1: But still, talk to me about what I'm... Ta- tell me about side effects. That, that's well, That was Well, that
0: was, like, the only thing she said was, like... She was like, well, I don't want to give you anything that's going to um, mess with your sex drive. That literally, literally is the only thing she said to me. I was 22 years old. So, like, on the one hand, I get it. But yeah. on the other hand, like, I'm more worried about, like... Just last year, my doctor prescribed me a sinus medication that made me feel... The worst I've ever felt in my life. Yeah. Mentally. I'm more worried about the medicines that are going to do that to me than whether or not it's going to fuck with my sexual functions. Like, we can figure that out.
1: Well, what is it? Not unpopular opinion. What is it?
0: Controversial yet brave.
1: I'm about to be controversial yet brave. (laughs) (laughs) The last thing a 22-year-old needs anyway is more sex you need to chill out and figure out what you're doing let somebody over 30 have the great sex that they deserve mm-hmm. don't well, we need to quit pushing all the sex and drugs and do it while you're young this is why everybody's trying to sleep with the kids and this is why everybody thinks that everybody wants the kids because everybody's like yeah and it's just gross. Quit yeah, wait with the kids, guys. Let yeah. him grow up. So you know what? Let this 22-year-old not be able to get an erection. He'll be okay. Maybe he'll figure out what's going on then if he doesn't have so many erections. Why are you acting like... But anyway,
0: Well, I think that's I actually, my controversially upgrade opinion. I think I actually mentioned it in the last episode of Mental Health Check Monday. Go check it out. It was like a mid, mid-season check-in um, where I was like, I wasn't even really fucking at the time anyway.
1: But that doesn't... That's but neither here nor there. It, but that neither here nor there.
0: there. But it just was funny that that was the first... But
1: that is a big... Here's the thing. That is a big side effect for some reason. It seems like with lots of like antidepressants and mm-hmm. mental health type meds, it's gaining weight and never wanting to have sex or can't whatever. Um. I think everyone needs to... Do what is right for them and their body. Absolutely. And sex is great and sex can make you happy and all of that too. So, you know, don't knock it. But if you are at a point in your life where you just don't even want to go on, wouldn't you rather want to go on and not be able to have sex for a while than to just not go on? Like, But also, again, I understand why people are like, but, well, then don't take the medicine. And then what if something's wrong forever? Well, I'm sure there's a medicine. I'm sure there's a medicine for it. And I'm sure it's going to... And I'm sure then I'll just have hot diarrhea. And (laughs) lucky me, I'll be be hard as hell, but no one's going to sleep with me because I stink because I'm on the fucking toilet all the time with hot diarrhea. Like, it the whole thing about it is it is what what am I gonna juggle or not do because really the medicine can never be the holy grail the fixer the thing mm-hmm. and i am I am not a doctor, I have no degrees uh ninety eight degrees <laughs> I know them but I, I don't think any mental health meds need to only ever be one always. You know, like I just I, I don't think you should always be on medicine, mm-hmm. no matter who you are. And sure, but what if I stop taking the medicine and I have a seizure? Again, I'm not a doctor, so there are obviously times where if you need to take that medicine every day so you don't have a seizure, of course, take that medicine every day. But if you're taking the medicine for your mental health and stopping it's going to give you a seizure. Think about that Mm -hmm. because maybe you do need to cut down and then get it out of your life. Anyway, if stopping taking something will give you a seizure, then maybe you shouldn't take it.
0: You know, I never really thought about that. Like a lot of, medicines and especially mental health medicines have Mm -hmm. such negative side effects and drawbacks when you stop taking them that like, yeah, that's,
1: and this is why so many people are like anti-medicine, but at the same time, plan B, that is a wonderful needed medicine. Mm -hmm. Of course, it's not something you take every day, but you should be able to, if you want to Um, it's just, there's, I I think it's everyone do what you do, but hey, I totally understand why people are like no medicine. But I think medicine, when you need it, but you don't always need it forever. Mm -hmm. Again, it's different for like. Actual... I'm talking mental health. I'm yes. I'm talking mental health medicine. Yes. This
0: is specifically, specifically and strictly mental about health. mental health medicine.
1: Of course, take your glaucoma Please, if medicine. if you are... Your heart pressure, I'm not if saying If you have that. a medicine
0: that is for your physical health and your mental health, take your medicine. Take your medicine. But this particular part of the episode is about mental health medication.
1: And I am saying... You should not have to be on Lamotrigine every day for the rest of your life. You should not have to be on, um, although Lamotrigine is actually one that's like for other like physical things for people. So Prozac, you don't need to be on Prozac forever. Take the Prozac as needed and then don't take it for a while and see how that works. And then if you need it again, get it. I just... I think it's, I think too much relies on either way. Like, you shouldn't not, not take medicine if you don't want to, but you should... It's a combination, mm-hmm. okay? It's a cocktail. You have to have a cocktail of things going on in your life because if you are not actively working on or at or toward your mental health... You can't expect a drug to fix it.
0: The medicine's not going to work if you're not going to do the work. That's just point blank, period. Like you but can it's take, gonna
1: get you to want to do the work.
0: It's going to get you to want to do the work, but it's just going to stop there if yes. you don't actively do the rest. That's right. I think I was saying in, a, in another episode. The med, medicine is like the the sword in uh-huh. the adventure game. It's that first sword you find, so now you can actually fight the big baddies. Yep. And the more you work, the harder you go, the more you progress in the game, the bigger and better your sword is. Until the point where you change and get a completely different sword. And that sword might not be medicine. That yep. sword might be fucking writing or performing mm-hmm. or or whatever. It makes you happy in your life. Mm-hmm. You use those tools like I my thing is performing. I, I have to perform. I have to create. That's been my sword. That's been my weapon this whole time through my whole whole entire mental Mm -hmm. health journey has been being creative. It works. It works. Try it and motherfucking true, bitch. It works. Um, Moving on just a little bit. But sometimes
1: it doesn't work and you might want medicine. And you might
0: might want medicine to supplement.
1: If I get a headache and I got Tylenol, I'm going to take the Tylenol. You don't have to. You might want to put an ice cube on your wrist. You might want to eat some turmeric. Good for you. I'm gonna take some Tylenol, my headache's gonna go away, but I don't have to take Tylenol every day. And that's all I'm gonna say about that, and that's the end
0: Go <laughs> <on>. <laughs> um, let's move forward just a little bit to talk about mental health and relationships and specifically our relationship <laughs> because we both are a l tely ill yeah.
1: um, but I think that's why we also work, yeah um, well mental health and relationships should be no different than any other relationship. If you are with someone that shames you or guilt you for being who you are or tells you, you need to change or wants to, uh, call you names to, make you submit and be the person they want instead of leaving you alone so they can be with the person they want, then there's already no help for mm-hmm. you. This is what I got to say. <laughs> so the fact alone that we really love each other and like care yeah. for real about each other enough to like be really honest and, and just be supportive, not be judgmental and, If anything, I'm a little, I mean, I'm the, I think I'm the bigger asshole in our relationship. And I feel like you are always so understanding and, um, just unfazed and unaffected by whatever new crazy dramatic thing I'm feeling or saying that sometimes I partly, I'm like, I think I'm doing this. Out of past traumas of relationships, to see if you'll get If you're reaction. gonna love me still, mm-hmm. or if you're gonna, and I, I don't think I necessarily know when I'm doing that, but I'm sure I've done it. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I do feel very strong feelings very often, mm-hmm. and they change, and that's fun for me. But that's also, maybe it's not fun for you, but it doesn't bother you. And it doesn't scare you or make you not love me, you know? Mm -hmm. And in the past, I've felt more guilt and shame and more like an issue where... I then was like trying harder to prove why someone should care about me or why you should stay. But that's the thing. Like if someone doesn't already love and care about you enough to stay, then they're not worth it. Mm -hmm. And that's a big part of our relationship for me is that At least to me, I feel like we both are always supportive of each other and not, like, trying to guilt. Yeah, sometimes I'm like, well, if you would have listened to me about this, but that's not me, like, even trying to guilt you. That's just me being a little brat Mm -hmm. about wanting people to listen to me. Like, and even that doesn't, like, make you mad at me. And you tell me things, too, where you're Mm -hmm. like, don't, you shouldn't, you know you don't want to do that. But that's different. Like, we're not.
0: It's never in a you shouldn't do that. No. It's never like an end all be all. No. It's more of a like, hey, I noticed this pattern in your behavior, and that's going to upset you, or that's going to do this, or that's yeah. going to have this reaction. And like trying to preempt and help curb the reaction. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it works, and sometimes it's like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you got to walk back to work with your work key. <laughs> <laughs> To lock the door.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yup. Yup. But that's... That's... The thing. I think... I also don't want to say anything... That might make... People in relationships where... They do love each other and support each other. Sometimes mental health can really drive a wedge Mm -hmm. and like it doesn't give you license to like mistreat someone or stop being available to someone that you call a partner and share your life with. And I think such a big reason I knew my mental health was not right and I needed to... Do something and be on some kind of medicine and and try harder to get help and the resources to make it better for me because I'm in such a good, loving, guilt-free, supportive relationship that I knew being as sad and confused and not right in the head, and I mean I was still telling you about that, mm. like I'm still. I'm not like, it didn't make me shut down from you, Mm -hmm. even though I was not right. And I think all that stuff is very pertinent to how mental health and relationships go. First and foremost, if the person is an asshole, it's not going to go well. Like if the person doesn't genuinely love, support, and care for you and want you to just be the best, happiest version of you. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be with them and it's just going to fuck up your mental health worse.
0: Yeah. And that honestly goes, if you're mentally ill, Ill or not. not. If that person not, doesn't want the best for you right. and want to see you do well.
1: But that's just baby. relationship. <laughs> like,
0: jump ship, baby, jump quickly. Ship.
1: But that also doesn't mean stay with someone who is mentally abusing you because of their mental health. Mm-hmm. Uh because I specifically because yeah, in a relationship you should just support. But with mental health, I don't want to say anything that necessarily makes someone feel guilty that they had to leave a relationship where the mental health caused such a wedge. Because if the person is unwilling to do anything about improving their mental health. You have to go. Mm-hmm. You have to go.
0: This, I I say this all the time. And I actually just shared something on Facebook. That said this. Trauma explains bad behavior. Uh-huh. It does not excuse it. Nope. And some people. Will use trauma as a crutch. To not get better. Yeah. When the whole point is to heal and use the trauma to get better
1: and it is scary it's terrifying it's nobody hard. tells you
0: the yeah. hardest part of he- the hardest part of of healing is the actual healing process like yeah. going through it going through all the shadow work going through all the like trauma digging up things you thought you forgot things you didn't even remember you repressed it's hard it sucks it's scary
1: well it's 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 so layered Mm -hmm. because once you unpack the stuff, you then have to keep going (laughs) through it. So, you know, it it does, it it messes with your brain because it's like, well, I have already had this issue before and I have said this before. So to a degree, that is also what keeps people from reaching out when they need it, because they're like, "Well, I've reached out for this before," so this <laughs> this is also why it's like it's so exacerbating when you're in the whirlpool of ah, I'm so not well that I can't get anything right, and everybody's just making me feel like shit about it. There are certain times and cases and people in situations that you have to jump into the whirlpool mm-hmm. to try to help. All of it comes down to truth. You have to be honest with yourself about what you're feeling and why. And then you just have to keep unpacking those things for your entire life. You have mm-hmm. to constantly figure out what you're feeling and why, what you're feeling and why, what you're feeling and why. And sometimes it's so frustrating because you're like, well, this person doesn't know this, but this is a thing I have uncovered and had to figure out 800 times and I'm annoyed. And so it's like there are everything is layered. Everything is different. Everything is situational. But because it is mental health and because someone is telling you what they need just try to be there Mm -hmm. like it's such an endless loop though because every single thought I have and thing that I think of in this and I'm like well but I also want to say this about the other side of it because it's don't so it's so much that too. like be thoughtful because it helps also, sometimes it doesn't help. Sometimes you just overthink. But, you know, like like mm-hmm. be, be... When you know someone is going through it, be thoughtful. Yeah. Because if they have already shared the part that is hard, to then keep shaming them or not showing up or guilting or mocking or getting annoyed with people, it only makes everything worse. When you know someone needs support try to actively support without judgment because that's what you would want. <laughs> like that's what you would want for you mm-hmm. if that were you. But also don't take nobody's shit. <laughs> Wasn't it about relationship? Mm-hmm. Okay. Was that way off? No. Like every other time. I feel like I always go way off.
0: (laughs) You are a very tangential person.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, because I just think about all those things. And I think that kind of stuff is important. But you also have to talk about what you're thinking because everybody doesn't think like you. Yeah, that's true. And sometimes I'm like being super thoughtful because I'm like, well, this is what I would want someone to do for me. But that person is like, "Mm but what is over there there's a tall window and you're like oh they're not being thoughtful at all why am I being so thoughtful Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I guess that's also part of back to the like relationships and mental health thing like if you're with someone that's not very thoughtful it's really not gonna help The situation. Yeah. Because when I was going through it the most, you were patient. I wasn't always right. I wasn't always making sense. I would fly off the handle and you would just like hug me. You wouldn't judge. You wouldn't guilt. You wouldn't shame. Like there's not one time and there's plenty of stuff, especially looking back that I just was like being a toucan Sam (laughs) a fruit loop and I never was made to feel bad about it and nothing helps you get through that stuff and figure yourself out better than not feeling like crap for feeling something that you don't even know or can't explain like and we're all making it up none of us really know so to shame someone for thinking different or being different Just makes what they're already going through worse. Yeah. So just don't even be in a relationship. If you don't care about the person's mental health. Like. And you can't even be a friend then. Because you suck. If you can't. (laughs) Be thoughtful when somebody tells you they're not doing well.
0: You have to have empathy for folks. Like that's. One thing the world is lacking the absolute most is empathy. And it's one of the things that's so funny about, you know, older generations. They're like, this generation is too soft. You know, in in our day, we did this and we did that. And it's like, okay, yeah. And guess what? You have trauma and you're hurt. And instead of working it out and going to therapy and taking time to be soft with yourself you sharpened your edges and you made your kids hate you (laughs) like you didn't take the time to to develop care love and sensitivity and empathy
1: but then you're just making those people more mad and less willing to change change but you have to go
0: through that uncomfortableness
1: no totally because it's the same thing as as any other generation mm -hmm. being like it was harder for me or you don't. I I mean, everybody does that because there's also Mm -hmm. this thing of like people wanting to like leave a mark or feel so special. And we are all special. Mm -hmm. Just, you have to know it and feel it. No one's going to make you feel it. You have to know. And I have always had that feeling in me. Like no matter what, no matter how sad, no matter how many times I've been like, I don't even want to be here anymore. There is always, I call it the bottom of the well, like there is always something at the bottom of the well, a voice, a, a light, a something. I feel greatness in me and like strength and you know, like all Mm. that, like I, even when I'm like, Oh my God, I don't want to do it and I can't do it. I know that I can Mm -hmm. like, but everybody doesn't have that. And that still doesn't mean I always bounce up and can do it. But you know, like I've always, I've always been able to find some confidence and self-worth somewhere in me. Like something in me really does know that we are all beautiful Mm -hmm. and special and necessary so it does, it does help me a lot with mental health stuff to a degree, <laughs> <laughs> but it, I'm still thinking about like the couples and relationships and mental health stuff. Cause also when we first started dating, I was a cigarette smoker mm-hmm. and you didn't guilt me or shame me even about that. Like, and you don't smoke cigarettes. No. And now it's been, like, four years since I've smoked a cigarette. But I didn't quit smoking because of you. And I didn't quit smoking be- Well, I mean, I guess to a degree I did. But, like, not because of, like, you guilting me or anything. You were never even like, you really need to quit. Like, I would cough and be like, that's probably from smoking. And you'd be like, well, yeah, probably. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you weren't, like, so quit. Yeah, I'm not gonna... I,
0: I think the thing that people... Appreciate about me the most. Is that I'm not going to talk you into something.
1: If well you you're are, just not trying to tell. Anybody to be anything other than who then, they are. Uh, you're just going to. You let people be who they are. Yes. And that does not happen a lot. Most people are not that way.
0: I took my Angelou to heart. When someone shows me who they are. I believe them. If that's who you tell me you are. That's who you are. And sometimes you know. I I do believe in change. I do think people like, can change. And whatever. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times I'm just like. You already showed me who you are. In our very first date, you were so compassionate and and honest, and I was like that's who you are, whether you're smoking a cigarette or not. Like yeah. Whether you're screaming and crying and throwing
1: up or not. Like and I've kind of always been very mu- like I I maybe it's a trauma thing and I'm trying to uh Subconsciously, like scare someone away or see if I'll scare someone away. But I overshare so much at first because I want someone to know who I am
0: mm-hmm. quick. Mm-hmm.
1: If you can't, then don't. Because baby, I will get crazy mm-hmm. if I have to. So don't you try. <laughs> None of your... You know, so I'm like, I can't, uh uh-uh. If it's, if you see, hear, and listen to any of this, then you should have already known. So don't give me no crap later. Don't try to make me, because I've been through that too much in life. So I just tell it. I just tell it. It helps. So people know who you are. Mm Mm-hmm. Because don't be trying to come to me later and shame me for a part of me that you already knew was a part of me that I tell you about. Like, that's not a weakness. And that's why I do that. I don't want people to have power over me by simply stating something I did or talking about a side of me that is not, like, necessarily a good side. Like, yeah, I can be bitchy. I can be mean. I can be rude. I can be anything and everything. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's why I tried to show you that. <laughs> so yeah, call me whatever. But you knew that from the beginning, because I told you right away all the crazy shit. I told you so <laughs> fast. I told you too much. And that's all I have to say about that.
0: <laughs> and that's the great spot for us to stop and hear a word from the sponsor of this episode, BetterHelp. Today's episode of Mental Health Chat Monday is brought to you by BetterHelp. With BetterHelp, the world's largest 100% online therapy service, you can get connected with a therapist and a network of over 25,000 licensed and experienced therapists to help you with a wide range of issues. When I signed up for BetterHelp, I was able to specify exactly what I was looking for in a therapist, and I was matched with the therapist that suited my needs. To get started, all you do is answer a few questions about your therapist, Therapy needs and preferences. That way BetterHelp can match you with the perfect therapist from their network. From there, contacting your therapist is easy. Call, chat, video call, or text. Whatever is more comfortable for you. Message your therapist at any time to set up live sessions when it's convenient for you. And the coolest thing about BetterHelp is that if your therapist doesn't match for any reason at all, You can switch to a brand new therapist at no additional charge. Affordability, online access at your own pace, custom pick therapist. That sounds like my kind of therapy. And what luck you have. You can get 10% off your very first month of BetterHelp using my link, betterhelp.com forward slash M-H-C-M. That's betterhelp.com forward slash M-H-C-M. Now go ahead and get yourself some therapy, baby. And thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Thank you so much to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode of Mental Health Chat Monday. You can hit the link down below to get a little bit of CoinTisha off of your first month of BetterHelp. Um, We are rounding out this episode here. (laughs) The end. the end. It's the end. It's
1: the end of the episode.
0: We're just like comfy cozy at home.
1: Which is nice. Uh, yeah,
0: man. It's been a long weekend. Uh so here on Mental Health Chair Monday, we have a motto, and it goes, and I said it in the opening this time mm-hmm. turning mental illness into mental wellness. What is your definition of mental wellness?
1: So, because I watch YouTube but specifically literally every video Mm -hmm. that you do Mm -hmm. and like and comment and all of that. I have kind of been thinking about it and every time because I love to write and I love poetry, like I try to like poetically think about it and then every time I'm like, no, it's simple. Say it the simple way. Quit trying to, Do what I do and be so wordy. (laughs) So to me, actual mental wellness is when I am living in my own vibration without fear or shame or guilt. Like when I am confidently and happily living and being... Whoever the hell I think I am in that moment, I am mentally well. Like, to know that I am existing in such a strong vibration. So, mental wellness to me is. (laughs) I'm trying to still be all.
0: Yeah, you're still being flowery with it.
1: <laughs> I can't help it. It it is. It is being myself. Sometimes that is sad and mm-hmm. crying. So mental wellness is not putting any stigma on myself. That's what I'm gonna say. When I am not judging myself, mm-hmm. mental wellness, baby.
0: Baby down and our well, not final question, um, leave us with a, b- a bit of advice for allies, for people who may not be, you know, struggling with mental illness. <laughs> How can they be in our corner?
1: Well, I feel like I definitely started with talking about that. You and did. And then went into it for quite a bit. Uh-huh. But I feel like that may have been more of a negative slant for people that want to be allies and they're going to be like, well, I'm not going to help him. <laughs> Um, and guess <laughs> what? Be don't need If you are trying to be supportive of a person, ask them how. <laughs> do not decide, do not decide. Even if it comes from the kindest, most genuine place. Leaving someone else out of their own happiness or route to their own happiness, at least for people like me, makes me more defensive and not want to open up to you. Mm -hmm. You don't know better than someone else. Ask. Ask what someone needs ask how you can be there when it's excuse me when it's awkward and someone just passed away and someone is crying and you don't know what to do and should you say that say i don't know what to do right now and it's very awkward to see you cry but like i love you i'm here like Mm -hmm. (laughs) ask just ask
0: yeah beautiful Um, I know you have something you want to plug.
1: Oh, look! It's called branding. Look it up. It's
0: called branding, baby.
1: Um, yes. So, at this point, the thing I want to plug... Has not come out yet. ...not come out, is not edited, is not, like, a surprise, but also... I have been banned before. (laughs) So I'm weird about social media and I don't really like to like share, share things. And I don't like do the little, I'm just not, I don't share like that. Mm -hmm. I really don't. I know you don't. It's weird to be like a creative person who needs other people to like ingest and want the things that you make and do. But like, There's something in me where I just don't have the energy or time to, like, promote things and try to... I
0: don't know. Thank God the things aren't out
1: yet. (laughs) I know. So, oh, my God. You got to edit this, too, just to make my little last end part go by quick. Uh, I am doing a podcast with a good friend of ours. Of ours, yes. That I have performed with several times. Uh, Worked alongside in different capacities in the theater world and in performance world. And we are doing our own podcast called Smoke and Revelations, where it's legal (laughs) and we smoke weed here in Missouri, (laughs) Missouri, and we smoke and we discuss... um, topics kind of based off of media and TV movies Mm -hmm. and just kind of how existing I need to work better on like what we're going to say, but it's essentially us talking about how life coincides with performance and how you learn more about yourself through looking at these images and listening to these things. Mm -hmm. So we have lovely revelations after smoking and talking about things. Nothing about it is out yet, but probably soon.
0: There is a YouTube channel.
1: Oh, the YouTube channel is up. The
0: YouTube channel is up.
1: The producer right here.
0: <laughs> so I mean, is producing. there
1: anything I want to plug? Tell the people. Yes.
0: Smoking <laughs> Revelations podcast featuring Nick Skane, who was a very first guest on this podcast, mm-hmm. Mental Health Chat Monday. Go go back and watch that episode. We love Nick's. Watch we that episode. We love Watch that episode. It's absolutely fantastic. I'll have to have y'all on an episode together. That'll be fun.
1: Oh, that would be fun. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: but Smoking Revelations, the podcast, will probably premiere sometime next week. Not, Not this week. Because I got it. Ed- I got to edit.
1: You, if that's what you believe, <laughs> honestly, I probably could never
0: mind. Um, the Book of Revelations podcast will be out if not this week, next week. Um, go subscribe to the YouTube channel. I will leave it linked down below and like everywhere that you can click it at the end of the YouTube video. It's, I obviously, as producer, was there for the recording of the first two episodes, and it's good. <laughs> it's good to see, like, this podcast isn't scripted, obviously, but. I do have, like, bullet points and, like, things, like, specific topics. And I love to observe two people that I love so deeply just kind of be like, what are we going to talk about today? And at some point towards the end of the recording, (laughs) it all circles back around. Like, it is wild to see how they make like one inciting incident it's like the big bang and then all of a sudden we got a whole universe yeah. it is it, really great and the episode titles are really good too I'm sorry I love I'm listen I I'm really mad that I didn't think of that first episode title for like music oh, <laughs>
1: for I mean you can probably use it for something you got to talk to Nick's though because that was that was it. well it ended up I helped a little
0: yeah, it was a collaboration. After, it was a collaboration. Uh, anyway, anyway, so Check smoking revelations. Smoking Check revelations. it out; it's absolutely fabulous, and I can't wait for we will not eventually to
1: share it to record our visual.
0: Yeah, office. it's going to be audio only for for right now. now it's
1: audio only because I'm not trying to be. Lord, <laughs> that I'm is cute, though.
0: I mean, clearly. <laughs> that's all for today's episode you all thank you so much for tuning in we are just a couple episodes away from the end of this season and my little uh, end of season break that i am very much looking forward to this time around i'm yeah. <laughs> looking forward to a couple a little break um we're coming close to the end of this this season um if you need to find me i'm at the on literally everything it's called branding look it up make sure you are streaming the rest Of this series and my music, my new song, Melanin, featuring Lana J. It's been out for a month. It's so
1: good, literally. Literally, I know you might be like, you two are biased. Quit acting like everything the other one does is amazing. But it really is, which is why we love each other and why we stay together. Because everything he does really is amazing. Listen to Melanin. Very true. And everything he does is amazing.
0: So... When you put two amazing people together, the only thing that can come out of it is greatness. That's all I'm saying.
1: If one plus one is two (laughs) two plus
0: two is four, and five plus five is ten, what the fuck is this? what is greatness that's what it is is. and it's dinner time it is dinner time I'm actually I was thinking at the beginning of this how I was like not gonna be hungry by the time we finished because I had fried chicken and french toast like
1: I couldn't talk for 15 hours
0: yeah you could keep going
1: yeah this could have been like a three
0: hour yeah and that's where we're gonna end it okay I love you all very much I will see you in the next episode love you mean it bye